This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, yeah! I got a call from my mom today. Uh, she's a very sweet lady, probably going to go to heaven. The first thing she said when I answered the phone was, how long does cocaine stay in your hair? doing it wrong. Everybody's on the steroids now, right? Steroids and wrestling, that's a drug and a sport that go together. I'd see a drug and a sport that don't go together, like cocaine and fishing. That's what I would like to say, right? Because cocaine plus fishing equals fear factor. Does it not? After 15 minutes, somebody's snorting worms and putting hooks in their eyes. My name is Steve Miggs. I'm here with my good friend, Top Shelf, the mighty Reverend in Fuego. Good day. And everybody's favorite, Mono Nick. Yo. <laughs> Not the only Nick in this house. We also have one of our fine Titanic douches hanging out. Nick, hello there. Hey, what's up? Doing great. Man. Doing great. Very pumped for today's Miggs cast. We've got Josh Todd, frontman from Buck Cherry. That is cool. That's why we were listening to a little bit of our lit up over there. I've got a great Coke story that I hope I'll get to share with them. I think he'll get a kick out of it if we get to it. But let's get things going with a brand new Buck Cherry song. It's the jam of the week, and it's called Bring It On Back. The first song off of their new record, Rock and Roll, which I love that the album's called Rock and Roll. It's kind of like, this is what we're about, man. He's got that great, like, Axl Rose nasally singing voice. Yeah. It's just a good pump it up party anthem song, man. And the video's awesome, especially for a guy like Top Shelf. It's all like, they're just driving cars really fast. Yeah, it's a Chevy commercial, man. It's a Corvette and a uh, Camaro. Nice. Some motorcycles. I wonder if you got to keep one of those. 
Maybe he owns one. Ah, that's right. He's got that rock star money. That's right. Right, has two. Oh, wait. He spends all his money on tattoos. And cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> I love that cocaine. He's probably got a friend that does the tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a few, man. Well, they're coming to town next Thursday, you guys. Nice. Club Cherry's at El Corazon on Thursday, October 22nd. Tickets are available at etix.com. The new record's called Rock and Roll. If you like this song, I think you'll like the whole record. It's kind of got like a cool, loose, rocking vibe to it. There are a couple songs on the album, though, that I feel like are going to throw people for a little bit of a curveball. Uh-oh. And since... uh. They break it down? Yeah, I think we can have, we have time. It's, it's not going to call for like another 30 minutes, so we got Whoa. time to kill, boys. <laughs> they got some more ballads? They have a ballad. Yeah. It's a nice one. It's called, I believe it's uh, the one, The Feeling Never Dies. It's got kind of like a country-esque mm. vibe to it, too. You can feel the emotion in his voice, yeah. man. And the cocaine in the nostrils. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I didn't grab that. I grabbed a couple of songs. One of them, actually, Rev walked in on me this morning listening Uh-oh. to. Yeah. Crying? I was, no, I wasn't crying. <laughs> I was jamming, man. Yeah, he nice. was totally jamming. And it's a, it's a cool song because it actually has like a cool Motown vibe to it. I look forward to talking to Josh about it. The song's called Tight Pants, which I think you know it's what you're getting right name. there. Dude, that is a great name. Some of the uh, song titles on this album, you got Tight Pants, and then my other favorite song off of the album is called Sex Appeal. Yeah. And it's exactly what you think. It's got like a sleazy rock song about just having sex appeal. I like it. Because, you know, Josh has got that sex appeal. Mm-hmm. All right. Maybe I've gone a little too far. That's doesn't feel right going into a song called Tight Pants after I'm just <laughs> fawning over his sex appeal. Are you okay over there? All right. Let's listen to a little bit of Tight Pants and, and check out the horns on this. I like your top pants. Your tits are top pants. I like the way that your boss at the seams when you wiggle that thing. So oh, I think you're talking about a girl. Yeah. Yeah, which is good. Yeah. Oh, thong. Oh, you're not talking about Lenny Kravitz? There's a spark. There's a splash. Every time that you shake your I like the horns. Yeah. When you walk. I know you know your tight pants gonna steal the show. Yeah. I like your tight pants. I wonder who inspired him for that one. God. It's like any of the chicks at his shows. I mean, come right? on, all the rocker chicks that oh. are coming to a Buck Cherry show. Yeah, we've been to a few Buck Cherry shows, and, and the ladies that show up to the oh. Buck Cherry show uh, look like they want to do a little rhymes with Buck Cherry. <laughs> or at least the first part. <laughs> okay. Hey, yo. Um, uh, this song. Okay, I want to play this one because uh, <laughs> I'm just going to... Uh-oh. It's just so over the top, man. And I can't wait to talk to him about this one because... I have a, 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 I have like a, a sentence to summarize what it is, but I'll save it for when we talk to him to get everybody's reaction. But the song is called Wood. Okay. Like W-O-O-D? And it's exactly what you'd think oh. that a band like Buck Cherry would sing about when it comes to a song title. It's not like- Not Alice like, in Chains? No, it's not, it's, not a, <laughs> it's not about Andrew Wood, and it's not spelled W-O-U-L-D with a question mark. It's spelled Wood. Like you're getting some. Listen to the lyrics. She's got a body that will blow your mind Like a chrome plate got in your eye I try to tell her but I'm misunderstood You're giving me one <laughs> She's got honey glazed apple skin Like a butterfly in the wind 
This could be a song you put on a mixtape. Yeah. You know? Oh, right. It's a subliminal message. It's not so subliminal. <laughs> I got a boner and I'm going to sing about it. Like a flower poking through the The best stripper song you could ever have. Yes. Oh, we got to get this in the hands of Red. Oh yeah. I didn't even think about that. Oh man, to watch yeah, to watch someone who knows how to put on the moves and start dancing to that with like a flower poking through, through the, the hay. hay. Yes. This guy's a genius. Yeah, man. that's amazing. He knows his audience. That is great. Just want to show up my boner, man. Who here in this crowd's got a boner? All right, let's play wood. <laughs> Maybe he shouldn't do this, Paul Maybe Stanley. Maybe not that. Yeah. 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 Maybe not. Yeah, speaking of Paul Stanley, while we have a second, I, oh, no. I think I grabbed the audio. Paul Stanley's in the news because I guess he recently said something like he, you know how. Oh, there we go. You know what? Let's just let Paul talk for it. Here All right, then. Here's the audio. All right, well, I'll set it up. Toppy broke it. Yeah, <laughs> Toppy made it break. All right, let's try it again. I have to say, kisses is somewhat like a football team it's, or an army. You know, um, if somebody falls by the wayside, somebody else picks up the, the flag and runs. You know, if uh, somebody's out um, on the football team, somebody else comes along. I, I, I don't think that. Uh, when you go to see your favorite football team, you're yelling out, you know, that you want to see somebody who was in the team 20 years ago. Um, time moves on, but the team lives on. As, as much as um, I'm a big fan of what I do and think I do it really well, I didn't invent the wheel. Somebody is out there who can come in and take my place. And at some point, I don't see a reason for the band to fold any more than I can see a reason for a team to fold. Because he gets money for it, even if somebody steps yeah. in for him. He mentioned in his book as well. I mean, Paul's basically saying when Kiss, when he is done with Kiss, Kiss will continue. Yeah, it, and as businessmen and the guys who have you know leased out their name for a billion different products, why wouldn't they just keep the brand going? But it's so crazy to think because there are no other. I mean, yes, there are bands out there that they have one member and they tour. And the, like I was just watching on Palladia, Guns and Roses, and it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, Granted, he did bring up Izzy for the song, for a couple of songs, so it was kind of cool to see two of the original members of Guns N' Roses, but for the most part, it's just Axel and a bunch of hired hands. Right. Um, Isn't that kind of how Everclear is these days? Yeah, it's just art, but but at the end of the day, for the most of these bands, the main guy is still there. Right. Yeah, you still got the singer. What if there's just a bunch, four dudes that are done in makeup? I think it's going to happen. Like, I know he's joked about, I thought he was joking about it before, but he writes about it in his book that even he is not untouchable from the firing squad of Kiss. Like, you know, you already lost Ace and Peter. You replace those guys with two dudes that do everything that they used to do, only they do it sober. Um <laughs> In a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, with in the case of, like, you know, Peter, I mean, his, his drumming abilities diminished over the years. 
which, I mean, they never were like, I like Peter's drumming style, but it was not like, he wasn't like the greatest drummer in the world. He had a cool vibe and a cool flow and a swagger to the way he played, but obviously it's not being missed. Um, Do you think that instead of that happening, they would maybe go and go for the technological route as having, you know, holograms of them? Because (laughs) the technology is almost there. Yeah. And I could see, you know, Hollow Kiss going around. Hollow Kiss. uh, Doing the stage shows and, you know, getting paid and then you don't even have to pay anybody else. Yeah. You just got your holograms out there doing it. And you don't have to worry about all the crazy, like, you know, harnesses and props that need to break, you know, because, you know. You just float them around, move the right. projector around. Yeah, you don't need to do what you used to do where, <laughs> yeah, where like, you know, um, Paul would hook up himself to a harness and then go out into the crowd and then come back. He did it the last time when we were at the White River Amphitheater with a hologram or hollow kiss. <laughs> hollow. They could just, he could just go around and perform everywhere. He could even, you know, when you're leaving, he'll be on your car still jamming. <laughs> would you. See would, you later. Would you pay to go see a hologrammed version of a band? Oh, Yes. I would. I'd go see Nirvana. Really? If. I say if, but I probably would do it if all the members were hologrammed. And I know that there's no chance in hell that Dave Grohl and Chris would sign off on this, or even probably Pat Smear. Yeah. But if they were up on stage playing Nirvana songs, and I would go see that. Hell, I was just tweeting about this the other day. I, I really, I think if I could pick, there's so many bands to pick from, but if I could pick one band to go back in time and see at the prime, at the peak of their career... I just watched the Doors documentary. Oh. I would have loved to have seen the Doors. That was a short little run right there. I know, but yeah. man, you see the stock footage that they have of them performing live? Yeah, Morrison was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> what about you guys, man? Um, th- th- as soon as you start talking about that, the first band that popped into my mind was Typo Negative. I never got a chance to see Peter Steele live, and I would have loved to see that band work its magic on a stage. I only got to see him once, and it was at the Showbox at the Market. Nice. And I can't what remember which- venue for that. It was either with the World's Collide Tour or the October Rust Tour. I can't remember. That All I remember so is I cool. ran to a chick that I- had a mini fling with many, many years before, and I ran into her there, and we got to make out during one of their songs, and it was awesome. Do you remember the song? <laughs> no. Sorry, I just, just that means Do you like, remember her name? Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> I remember her. Oh, you remember mm. some of it, at least. Yeah. She was the one that stood me up. Remember when I, I think I shared the story of that Halloween show with Nickelback? And oh, yeah. she had an opportunity. Her friend got invited backstage, yeah. so she didn't want to ditch her friend, so she left. And I didn't think she was coming back, and I, I kind of had, I became like Stevie Pissy Pants, and I stormed out and left, and then talked about her on the radio, and she called in and said, I was planning on finding you after I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Shut up, Chad! Piece of crap taking women from me! You get enough opportunities, man! That's you true. You stupid pirate hair! Pirate hair? Well, before he straightened it. <laughs> okay, yeah. But then, Typo Negative were great live, man. They were so good live. I would love to have seen them. Yeah. I was so sad when he passed, because yeah. I'm just like, there goes that chance. I'm never going to get that chance. That was a shocking death, too, because it wasn't yeah. like as if he was known as being like this crazy, like, druggy or anything. Like, And I don't even remember why he died, but... I don't either, and it was just, it was weird because... It's a touching tribute to the music of Typo Negative. They, like, they posted it... Like, like the band posted like a picture of it. Yeah. But everyone thought it was a joke because they had done the same thing previously. And they were all about effing with their audience. Yeah. 
And they're all about, I mean, they're all about death and yeah. being like the morbid stuff and all that end. And Bloody kisses. Yeah. It, I just was like, okay, maybe it's not real. And then it was. And I'm like, oh, man. Did you see the rumors that it was a joke? Someone started a fake um, rumor that Glenn Danzig was going to join Typo Negative oh. and, do a, and do a tour. Yuck. <laughs> yuck. I'd go to that. Yuck. I would not. Wait, you'd rather go to a, uh, see a hologram? I would rather see a hologram Would his penis of, be out, you know, from his play? You know what? I would rather see a hologram with his penis out and fully erect than go see Glenn Danzig <laughs> head typo negative. All right. I what do, about, uh, would it be okay if his dong sang a couple of songs? It, it, yeah, can, like it, in Borat. Yeah, it can totally Borat it for yeah. an entire an entire song. Take it away, little Pete. Yeah, she I love you to black, death. Black, done by little uh, tiny Pete. Black number one. Not as, not as tiny because, well, hey, but... No, no, no way. No, Glenn Danzig. Bleh, bleh. Toppy, yeah. what about you, man? <laughs> well, I'd say Maiden, but they haven't reached their peak yet. So uh, <laughs> that would be impossible at this point, unless you have a time machine, which you were talking about, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So I'd go forward in that one. But no, um, uh, I missed uh, the Cliff Burton era of Metallica, oh. which was pretty awesome. Yeah. But I did go to the Injustice for All tour, and in my opinion, that's their best album ever. So... I guess I saw that one too. So I'll go to uh, <laughs> uh, I'll do JP before I'll say Screaming for Vengeance tour because I missed that one because I wasn't old enough. Oh, I got a good one. <laughs> Motley Cruz. We figured it out. Motley Cruz uh, shout at the devil tour. Oh. Who opened for Ozzy Bark at the Moon? I really wanted to go to that show. Yeah, and my mom wouldn't let me. Rude. Oh, that would be awesome. Right. Seeing crew back in the in their prime. I saw them during oh, the yeah. girls, girls, girls. No, I saw them Dr. Feel Good. Dr. Feel Good tour. Yeah. And that was like I mean, they were as like, you know, fully a hundred percent everything was firing off in full cylinders and, and, and that was such a great show. Yeah. If you could do a hologram show, who would you bring back to life? Um uh, <laughs> uh they have to be dead. Okay. Uh let me think. Uh, they have to be dead. Uh who do I miss horribly that's dead from rock and roll? Uh, Jimmy would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go with Jimmy. Yeah. 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 Jimmy would be a fun. solid one. I, 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 every time I surf across the Woodstock documentary, I always click on it to see if I'm close to the Jimmy uh, uh, performance, Yeah, which is, I think, with about 30 minutes left in a four-hour documentary. Could you imagine <laughs> seeing that guy live? It probably oh, was awesome. pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. In that day, too, you know. Castle just shared a tidbit of information with oh, us God. that blew my mind, man, <laughs> when it came to uh, Jimi Hendrix. Because you know how a lot, of, a lot of his songs are like two and a half minutes that we play? Mm-hmm. And they, oh, yeah. And they all seem to just end weird. Like, And I guess because back in those days, you wanted to put your songs on 45s. Right. And they could only fit like three or four minutes of music. Okay, so that makes sense. They basically would just, okay, when it's close to being done... The vinyl just faded out. Yeah, because I'm sure he could go on all day. Yeah. On any of those wow. songs. Yeah, so I don't know how true that is. I mean, it, uh, you know, Tr- Castle rarely ever lies, so I mean. <laughs> Rev, are you drawing a picture of yourself? No, I'm just drawing a picture. Does that not look like Rev? Glenn, Zan- Glenn Danzig? No, it's it looks just, like Rev. It's a guy with a goatee. Oh, it's like yeah, a okay. beard and thing. I, I just know. saw the uh, the eyebrows. <laughs> all right, Nick. I don't have furry eyebrows. What do you, what do you got on this one? <laughs> um... Man, this is tough. I'll go Led Zeppelin. Nice. Right. I was going to go Pink Floyd, but I think Led Zeppelin would be a little bit better of a show. And then we got still only one guy they got to bring back to life on the hologram. What's that, Led Zeppelin? Yeah, Bonham. Oh, yeah. So is that your hologram, too? 
Mm, no, I think I would go Pink Floyd with that one because yeah. I bring back Sid. Is Actually, I don't even know if he's the like mentally he's dead. Yeah, I mean, but he's yeah, that's yeah. a good point. I mean, I think he's still alive. He's yeah, I don't know anything about Sid job. Yeah, would you go see a, co- a concert where he's just propped up in a chair? Who and they're Sid? all singing songs around him, and he's just sitting like there. a ventriloquist. No, because that would just be way too sad. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how they made that "Wish You Were Here" album, oh, right? Oh my god, <laughs> he just hung out in a studio like this, and they were in the other studio recording, and he was watching. What? Yeah. I don't know anything about this. Yeah, it was pretty sad. Is that what the song's about? The album. Well, I mean, like when they say "Wish You Were Here," are they saying we wish that Sid was here? Yeah, like that's what. Yeah, that's Ooh. what that whole album. That's what that's, I've always that's heard. That's too, what yeah. the whole album is about is like, dude, you're here, but you're not here. Like, and this is kind of what we remember. We remember about well, you. That's kind of sad. Yeah. That's got to be weird for them that that became such a huge album, yeah. and it's just kind of like a sad like cry for help to their buddy. And well, yeah. what, the deal with him was that he uh, he overdosed on LSD. Right? He liked acid. Yeah, he ba- <laughs> like the story that I've read is he fell into a bathtub full that's of. That's what I heard too. What? what? Yeah. No. Yeah, that's yeah. what I heard. But maybe much- Nick told me that. <laughs> look it up. Is it true? I'll look it up. I want to. Yeah. Snopes that bitch. Sid, because you know acid's liquid. Yeah, and you only so, like it's like you droplets, only need a drop like milliliters. Yeah, I remember when I I never have tried acid or sid as they like to call it these days. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but my buddies that would do it, they'd show it to me, and it would be like a little square piece of paper because they drop. They call that blotter. They would drop liquid onto the paper. Yeah, oh. or they'll do it on sugar cubes and yeah. stuff. I've done it on sugar cubes and paper. Yeah. Or yeah. some people just do an eye drop. It's not Boink. good, Rev. I mean, come on, man. You have the diabetes. You shouldn't be doing it on sugar cubes. Yeah, right? well, this is pre Why don't you be more safe with, with your diet yeah, intake yeah. when you're doing acid? Yeah, 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 man. I've done it on little marshmallows, too. Okay, that's bad. I think when I did mushrooms with a guy who looked exactly like Rev, that he put it on ice cream. Um, was Wait that? a minute. I feel like you're saying that you did acid with the Rev. I would never come out and just say that. Oh. No, but I've heard of people also brewing it, uh, just boiling it, and then drinking the... Uh, the, the Tea. Uh, the tea. That's the only way I've ever done it. Acid? No, uh, mushrooms. 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 Yes. I've done mushrooms in many different ways. Me too. My I fam- can't see anything on the bathtub. On oh. Wikipedia, at least. So you made it up, in mm. other words. Snopes? Or I heard it, so I'm like, yeah, I haven't snoped it yet. I was oh. just looking at Wikipedia. I'll snopes it, though. <laughs> yeah. That's not on her career highlights. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it just talks about how he didn't want to play guitar. Like, he just got schizophrenic from all the acid use, and he was just oh, like, man. you know what? I don't want to do, like, I don't want to take part in this stuff. And Roger Waters like, all right, take how it. How much hike. acid do you think he took to get to that point? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> If he, if he, yeah, because he started like he was the original mastermind behind that right, band. Yeah, right. and then to just walk away from it is just crazy because the music before he like stopped singing and was being a part of the band like it's completely different. Like it's just a lot more raw and edgier. And then it just became like this really like super almost, polished like yeah almost to the point where you don't even know how they made the sounds. Yeah, like it was like this like it was like this weird like spacey music. Yeah, well it's like even like I remember one time seeing. Uh, uh, Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys performed, mm-hmm. and he performed at. Man, I saw him twice, once at the Paramount and once at the Puyallup Fair, where he did Pet Sounds, which with the Wonderments, I believe, was the band that he did it with, and I think it was that show, and it was it was like funny but sad funny, because the guy's not all there either. Like he's yeah. had some things going on, <laughs> but he like comes out. <laughs> And like, you know, he's doing what he can do and he's got a keyboard in front of him and I'm watching him perform 
And I'm like, I don't think that keyboard's even on. There's like no chords. There's nothing. It's just like this little box, like this toy keyboard. And I think it was just like a comfort thing. And then I started really focusing in on him performing. Mm -hmm. And he's just like in his hands just kind of like pretend hitting it like he Weird. it would be like you take four of your fingers on each hand and you just hit keys and yeah he's like wouldn't it be nice if it, and i'm like what whoa hold on a second <laughs> he's not even playing it wow I that's funny go they, they put brian concert. wilson oh i would love to oh <sighs> pet sounds come oh. on man you guys go get some of that tea and we'll listen to it i love, love listening it. to that album that album's awesome. But yeah, I mean, they put him right up here with Sid Baird as one of the craziest like people in music just because of the schizophrenia, the drug, heavy drug use. It got so bad that he had to bring sand from outside and he had it in, in his house uh, yeah. to help him create. Like he had a, a, a sandbox in his living room with the piano in it. And that's so he could have his feet in the sand when he. Well, he, they that are the beach like, boys. Awesome. You need the beach in that's, order to create the sound. Right, right. I get what he's saying. Maybe you should have been around those days. Yeah, maybe I'm crazy. And Sid is dead. He died in 2006. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Well, this is getting into turning out to be a very weird podcast, man. Right. <laughs> Damn, it's Buck Cherry's fault. <laughs> um, you know what? Why don't we do some. Uh, until he shows up, let's get some emails and voicemails and some text messages added to the way. <laughs> I believe that was originally written by the Beach Boys. It was later in the career, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 after us. Yeah. yeah. There was no doubt the, before they put the sand in the living room. The real pet sound. Like, S is getting weird, man. Bring some sand. Remind him he's a Beach Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, our fine in studio sit in. What would you like for us to do first? Let's do uh, emails. Emails. All mm -hmm. right. Emails. First email is a good one. Oh, no. <laughs> Only because I love, I love the Titanic douches. Mm. Uh-oh. Because they're just as shady and as oh, no. tomfoolery mm. as I'd hope. Mm. <laughs> this is great. Because one of our, and he doesn't go by his real name. He goes by the Titanic dong. <laughs> <laughs> and he's come up with a way to ensure that we would win the best of Western oh, Washington. Oh, great. These never work out well. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. I love this guy. He's like making a call to arms, and then he's asking people to do something shady. That's great. Which I think is awesome. All right, guys, I'm calling all douches to start voting. And if you don't know, the best of Western Washington, every year we're the bridesmaid. We lose to Luke Burbank. Screw you, Luke. Every year we think we're almost about to win it all. And then at the last second, Mr. Burbank decides to go on his podcast and tell all of his millions of listeners that are not even here in Washington to vote for the best of Western Washington. Eisen Burbank. Yes. So he says, I'm calling all douches to start voting. This is the year the MIGS cast wins and we beat Burbank. <laughs> I see that we're in number one. But we only have 200 or so votes. I see we have well over one. I like how he's like, we. I love the he's embraced this. I see we have well over 1,000 people on our Facebook group. And I'm sure even more listeners to the podcast. This seems ridiculous. Ridiculous. If all of us voted, we will be sure to beat hell. We will sure to hashtag beat Burbank. Hell, I voted five times. <laughs> and I learned a new trick with my Gmail address. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Minus this. four votes coming up. Oh, yeah. oh. oh, we might have to take a quick break, though, because uh, we've got some good news, ladies and gentlemen, coming in from uh, the other room. Hi. It's Vicky B, and she brought tacos. Yeah. Tacos. Yeah. 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 Tacos. 
Tacos. Tacos. Tacos. Tacos. Tacos. Why'd you bring tacos? Tortas. We got tacos delivered to us. You need to ask what? why? I guess I shouldn't ask why. Because today's Taco <laughs> Tuesday. Oh, yeah. That you know, smells damn good. Because mm. it's tequila and taco oh. fest. Yes. Cantina Lina brought these in for us. Cantina mm. Lina? I think Lina. I just got hit in the idea. face with the beef smell. Oh, yeah. you're going to get some later, too, after some? these tacos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Knock it off. Mm-hmm. Smell that beef, Nick. Mm-hmm. Get that. so good. Oh, why don't you bite oh. into one? Yeah. Well, they got the meat and everything. I couldn't carry the rest, but there's more toppings over the over yonder. Oh, oh so this is, yeah, you got to make them. Oh, we got to make Vicky? What kind of, what kind of good yeah. Mexican are you? <laughs> is that I was going to say something bad, but I'm not going <laughs> to. Do you guys want to get tacos? Yeah, I want no. some tacos. Taco. We'll have some tacos in a little bit. Taco. Yeah, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Taco flavored quesis. Do you want me to bring them all up, build them for you, or? Yeah. 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 Do it, baby. Tacos, tacos, tacos. No, you make me a taco. No. You make no, me a Rev taco. needs extra dairy on his. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he yeah. some milk, too. And some extra cheese. hot sauce. Thanks, Vicky. Put some x lax in there, too, Vicky. All right. Hey, back to the email. Yes. I love Hashtag beat Burbank. I love that anytime you want to break up our, our podcast, if it involves food, that's completely fine. Absolutely. Right. We're men. All right. Vicky's so, gone, but the stink remains. I know. I love the smell of taco meat. Dude, it just, like, that smell just activated my bowels because- Okay. Uh, that's great. It's I can feel pressure building already, so I'm gonna. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait until later. Oh, great! I don't want to ruin. Activated. I don't want to ruin tacos for everyone. Uh, mm, that's not you. a new shirt, right, Nick? <laughs> no, it's okay, a little green and brown. There, it'll be a little browner. Yeah, a little browner, yeah, and it's flannel, so yeah. it'll absorb the stench. Yeah, well, <laughs> does Rev not get to eat? <laughs> He's already like claimed warfare will be afterwards. She better make me a taco. She has no vested interest in this. She can make it for you, but I'll take you it. Better. Was that inappropriate of us to ask Vicky to make us some tacos? No. I didn't think no. so. She's Mexican okay, and she's female. Thank you. Jeez. <laughs> Emphasis. Hey, HR. I'm and glad you don't listen to our podcast. All right. Back to this email from the Titanic dong. I mean, if HR's listening, this might be the issue anyway. Yeah. All right. If all of us voted, we will be sure to hashtag beat Burbank. Hell, I voted five times and I learned a new trick with my Gmail address. And this is something I did not know. And I have Gmail. How does someone figure... Oh, there goes my microphone. How does somebody figure this out is my question. If you insert a dot or several dots anywhere in your email address, it will still go to your account. Gmail doesn't recognize periods as characters in an address. So if your email address is... Titanic Dong at gmail.com. And that's not his email address, but no. that's a good example. <laughs> you can also vote with a dot put anywhere in that address. Yeah. For instance, Titanic.dong at gmail, T.itanicdong at gmail, Titan. Okay, we get dot it. Dong yeah. at Gmail. Okay, yeah, you know. Well, he keeps going. Okay, yeah. good. I mean, is it Titanic <laughs> Dong. Yes. He really wants us to win. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, <laughs> right, you get the idea. Yeah. One email address could easily become 20 email Whoa. addresses. That's plus 20 votes. Yeah. Just be sure to hit the confirm email link they send you to each account. Uh. Douches unite. That's from the Titanic Dong. It's a lot of work. It's That's more work than I'm willing to put yeah. in. But hey. Yeah. If the Titanic Dong wants to put in that work, I appreciate right. it. And I love you for it, pal. Definitely shady, so you're right there, Steve. Right? <laughs> How did he even figure that out? 
accident, maybe fat fingered it at one point ah. and was just like, oh, whoops. oh there's and a glitch it, in the system. And then it cool. still works. So he's like, hmm. So that means like like our, you know, because we got the MigsCast at gmail.com. It could be the dot MIGS dot yeah. cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Or I'm going to send an email into northwest.com and yeah. be like, hey, cast I think there's something funny going on. I'm just kidding. Why would you dime us out? I'm just kidding. If we're going to be shady douches, we got to be shady douches together, right? That's right. Solidarity, brothers. I'm sure they're sisters. The best of King 5 has programs to be like, hmm, I wonder what this is about. I would imagine so. But I ain't telling you not to do it. All right, next one. Uh, this comes from our buddy Ziggy. Ziggy. Ziggy says, hey, did you guys know you can vote multiple times on one Jeep? No, I'm Perfect. kidding. Oh, okay. God. He goes, hey, you guys. Oh, nice. Long ago, Baby I, Ruth. I did a Judas Priest bump for Mr. Top Shelf. Mm. Today, I give you guys something new. I hope it doesn't blaspheme Toppy. Uh-oh. Expect more soon and enjoy Rock Hard Ride Free from Ziggy. And he made us a new Mixcast uh, email and messages intro. Would you guys like to hear it? I would sure. love to. You can if you vote 20 times. <laughs> Unlock. Here we go. Time is come once again, where to begin? Let's check the messages as we dive in. This was the flag of the money in the sky. Stay positive. Titanic till we die. That was awesome. <laughs> is that, that was, Iron Maiden? That was Bruce. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Look at that. that was good any job, other, Ziggy. Any other requests for... Uh, yeah, tool. Typo. Tool. <laughs> Typo, yes. It's time to read the messages with my huge dongs. <laughs> my huge dong. The tool one would be like <laughs> nine minutes worth of music, yeah. and then it'd be like, "Is it still going?" <laughs> emails. <laughs> it's time to read the message. Emails. That's it. <laughs> All right, here's another email. This has nothing to do with voting for us on the best of Western Washington, which you can do apparently twenty times if you have a Gmail account. Perfect. This is from Shelley. I got that much time. She writes in and says. <laughs> My live-in boyfriend, Travis, and I are having a disagreement. Uh-oh. When I get home around 5 p.m., I lock the door behind me, especially when I'm home alone. Okay. Travis gets home between 4.40 and 8 p.m. It's a huge window. Yeah, yeah it sounds like a cable guy. Wouldn't that be funny if he is a Comcast guy and he's like, what time are you going to be home for dinner? I don't know, sometime between 6 and 8. Yeah. That's a great pre- like built-in excuse. <laughs> That's really good, actually. <laughs> this is the oddest email. If I arrive first, he gets mad at me because he has to unlock the door because he often takes his laptop and other things to and from work. Oh, uh, yeah. This guy's in the wrong. <laughs> she wins. Bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I told him I don't feel comfortable leaving the door unlocked yeah, when I'm here by myself. I, uh, uh, and I try to get the door to let him in if I hear him outside, but I'm usually too slow. Travis believes that I'm insecure and I think the worst of the world around me. You yeah. should. <laughs> Duh. Hello. He says, I'm choosing my irrational feelings over upsetting him. Thank you, Vicky, for the tacos. Those look delicious. Taco, taco. Taco, taco. I told him if the alternative was for me to be robbed or murdered, then I would hope him having to use his key every day would be worth it. Am I paranoid or can you help me convince Travis of the importance of locking the door, especially 
especially when I'm home alone. Travis, I live in a house that has security doors, and I still lock my door. Mm-hmm. You just, why would you risk it this day and age? Dude, there's no reason. I don't understand this guy. Like, do you not love the person that you're with? Like, God yeah. forbid something happens. Yeah. Imagine that you're going to think back on this argument. It's going to be the dumbest argument you've ever had for a person that you loved who is now gone because of your problem. But then again, I'm the guy who locks everything. I my wife thinks I'm crazy because I'll never leave the garage door open even if it's for like if like let's just say we're going in the house and we're going to leave in about 20 minutes. I, I hit the yeah. button and the door uh, goes down. That's 20 minutes. That's an eternity. Right. And all, all the stuff I care about is in the garage. My drums and my hockey equipment. Yeah. She's got nothing other than like a broom that's... <laughs> I don't know. Actually, she has nothing uh, in the garage. That's where she rides to work. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> hey, Come uh, on. It's a washer and dryer oh, in there, right? No, it's upstairs. <laughs> I know. And that damn dryer's squeaking these days. I got to figure that out. Uh, oh, I heard something that stuck with me for a long time, and it's like, you don't lock the doors to keep the bad people out. You lock the doors to keep the honest people honest. If you have an opportunity, <laughs> what? No, no that you, makes total sense. If yeah. you have, it, 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 no, it's the same thing. It's like if there's a door open and you see, uh, you know, a thousand dollars standing in a pile. Uh huh. Oh, like most people are going to be like, oh, I'm going to take that because it's there. If you see it behind a locked door, sure, there's going to be someone there that's going to try to break the window to get in, but yeah. most people aren't going to try to get to it when they know it's not an I easy gotcha. grab. That makes sense. So why would you keep your door unlocked and make right. yourself an easy target? Dude, I'm locking everything. Like She thinks I'm crazy, too. Like in the summertime before we had the air conditioning, like if we kept the window open, like I have a drumstick and I just put it right by the... Yeah. In the window, that way you can't open it like much Farther more than, than about like eight oh, inches. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, "Why are you doing all that? Like, that's you're just so paranoid." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm paranoid until that moment I come home and you're like, man, somebody came in the house and yeah. stole everything.' <laughs> yeah. It's like we got security, but why not have extra security? Yeah. You know, not like we don't have like a guy waiting yeah. at our door, but we have like you know the you ADT could if you wanted stuff. To. But I'm like, I don't care, man. The door, the window's open. I'm not taking any chances. Yeah, Travis, you're wrong. Anyone? So, I think he's totally wrong. Yeah. You know what's frustrating to me is because I I live the same. My wife's home, and and I get home after her, and so uh, the door is always locked. And uh, it is frustrating when you're opening the door with it. You're unlocking the deadbolt and then the regular lock, and your wife is on the other side and trying to open the door at the same time. Oh, yeah. Like, at this point, just let me freaking do it, man. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm already done the work. Yeah. Uh, You're just a pain in my ass at this point. It does rub me a little bit the wrong way, like, oh, just stop. But uh, I totally agree with her, man. Yeah, I'm all about lock. I mean, the only time I ever didn't unlock my, didn't lock my door was back when I was single. I remember I had a girl coming over to hook up with me one night, right? Mm-hmm. But I smoked too much weed and I passed out. This is back when I was living in the Linwood house. Linwood. And I never heard the doorbell ring. Apparently Lucy wasn't barking or if she was, I just slept right through it. I didn't hear any of the knocking. I was in the living... You remember how the living room was? Like It was yeah. decent distance from the front door. And she didn't... I mean, how dare she, this booty call, not realize she could have just knocked on the living room door because it's like a converted garage mm-hmm. turned into a living room. Um... And then, I mean, I woke up to a text. It's like, I thought you wanted me over here. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll never let that happen again. The next time I made sure I kept the door unlocked. Like, as soon as, like, she said mm. she's coming over, I'm, like, packing the bong and getting ready to smoke some weed. I'm like, 
unlock the door, the door first. <laughs> I the I think the last time that I remember a door being unlocked and something bad happening was I had my laptop stolen from my grandparents' house, and I just they always left the front door unlocked, and I I was coming home from a, a late night gaming or something stupid, and the door was open, and I'm like, why is the door open? And I had apparently caught them while they were, like, when they were in the house. Oh, wow. So they just grabbed my laptop and scooted out the back. Um, but fortunately, I mean, my grandparents were there sleeping. And it Gosh. was just like, man, I'm just glad that I showed up when I did and they got out of there. Dude, that's one of my biggest fears is the coming home to a house that was broken into. Yeah. Like, that's, like, I mean, I've, I've had my car broken into and that feels awful. But mm-hmm. I don't know how, like, I'm more worried about how my wife would react to that. Because like I, I'm positive, hundred percent positive, she would want to move. Or yeah, you'd end up and getting like, like a panic room or something at that point. <laughs> just find a what closet. Jodie Foster. Oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Find a closet where I you just put that. an extra door in there yeah. and have a little panic button. Some Gosh, man, beef. She would want to move, and I'm like, yeah. yo, we Sardines. ain't moving. I we're paying a mortgage on this house. It ain't that easy to just sell a house. That's Here's true. an example of why you don't leave your garage door open. Uh, I did that once. I had the garage door open. It was summertime, and uh, it was grilling time. Uh-huh. Okay, so my garage door is open. I got people over at my house, and uh, we're on the back deck grilling, eating, and I think, we, I think we just sat down at the table to eat, like six of us, and uh, I, I don't like to leave the garage door open. I forgot I left it open. My phone buzzes, and, uh, and this is a joke, but at the same time, it's not. Um, Tahiti, Steve's mom, literally lives across the street from me, right? So him and Vicky came over to visit his mother, saw that my garage door was open, and he made a video of himself walking into my garage... Next to my Camaro, he could have taken anything he wanted out of there. He could have opened the door and come right into my house, and uh, he he did it. And about thirty minutes later, they uh, they sent me the video, and I'm like, oh, this is a funny video. Oh, there's Vicky. Oh, there's Steve. What is he doing? He just walked into my garage, (laughs) and I had no idea. (laughs) I had no idea. Oh yeah, dude, that's no idea. And thank God it was just someone playing a joke, like you know. Vicky wouldn't even walk into the garage. She's like, hell no, I'm not walking in there. Well, she's a vampire. You have to invite her. (laughs) But even jokes like that, you know, you find a homeowner with a gun. I was about to say, so you know, you're shot. I mean, we all know Toby as being this lovable drunk, but you know, sometimes a couple two shots, a couple too many shots of tequila, he whips out a rifle and starts shooting. I got a weapon. Yeah. Whoa. You do have a weapon. weapon. Do you really? No, that was a joke. You got a love gun? Uh, no. Love yes. gun! <laughs> no. Is it yes, loaded? Wait, yes. You know, if I was a robber and someone came down with their love gun and said, stop or I'll shoot, I'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that. That might be the way to get around these what, things. Watch out for the misfire. It's loaded. Let's go. Yeah, and I got robbed, like, at gunpoint. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And the apartment door was unlocked. <laughs> and they came in at 2 o'clock in the morning. I don't and get the people- apartment door was just Gosh. unlocked. And I bet you'll never... Be yeah. in a situation where the no. door is unlocked now. No. Dude, that's like, I, I'm OCD about that. Wow. Like, to the point where I have to make sure that that door is fully locked, like, before I even leave my yeah. house. Because yeah. I, I had an ex, um, I had an ex and her sister left her house unlocked all the time. Left car doors unlocked. It's and not I'm that like, day and, and age anymore. I'm like, look, Edmonds is no, not no, like the not. hood, but... It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Even matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. no, it doesn't. You can be in the nicest neighborhood with the richest families and their stupid kids on freaking crack. Right. Right. And next thing you know, you're missing a laptop or you're missing mm-hmm. your classic I'd say car. The or only the only place that I remember that like happening these days is like you know, small communities like Trout Lake or Packwood. Like uh, 
I'll never be that guy. I, I yeah. don't care. Even if I lived on like my own planet, I'd still lock it. You never know. Too. God forbid the Steve alien Miggs show up. Steve is the Martian, and he's locking up everything on Mars. <laughs> I was like, why are you locking things? We're the only two people on this planet. Mm-hmm. At least we think we are. I don't trust you. <laughs> what happens if I pass out? You're going to try and go in the house and take things. All right, next email. I think we all agree that this, uh, Shelly, tell your, play this for him. Travis. Quit being an idiot. You want your girl to feel safe and comfortable in her own place. Lock the, let her lock the doors and use your stupid key. Dude, my, that hard. my wife will go to the grocery store. I'll stay home. I will lock the door behind her when she leaves. Yep, I do it. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> maybe maybe she needs to do like a rewards-based system at this point just to get him onto it and just be like, hey, you know, a little extra something, something you in the bedroom. If you- yeah, if you, uh, if you continue to, you know, lock the door and then say, hey, if you keep doing this, Things, good things will happen as opposed to terrible things. Right, but what then he's going to be like, well, if I keep screwing it up, then she has to keep giving me incentives. Mm. Well, maybe I didn't think of that. So flawed through. theory. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know what there Slippery is? Slope. I saw this online. They sell these things that you hook them up to your deadbolt, and you can actually open up your car. I mean, your car. You can open up your house to deadbolt with your cell phone. It's like a really. I've seen those. It's like a it's like, like a, a little switch automatic switch. It's you like just a hit box a you put on over the deadbolt oh. knob. And you hook it up to an app, and when you hit the button, it automatically opens the door for you. I'll do the key. See, yeah, I see. agree, but if this guy's so freaking <laughs> yeah, lazy. No, totally, yeah. totally. There's, <laughs> there's your in. That's gotten me in trouble opening, like, car doors too early. Yeah. Like, uh, Michelle's actually yelled at me if I've opened up, like, the trunk or, a, or unlocked the car when I'm farther away. Oh, hotline. Hotline's ringing? All right, we'll take a break, and we'll do more emails. Not take a break, but we'll let's talk to Josh Todd. <laughs> Hi, KSW. Hey, it's Brad at 5B with Buck Cherry. How you doing? I'm great. How you doing, Brad? I'm doing good. Are you ready for Josh Todd? Absolutely. Let me grab him. One sec. Okay. <laughs> He's in oh, the panic Where's room. he going to grab him? Honky, honky. In the wood. Wood. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Where'd he go? Did they hear that? Are they mad at me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, this, these tacos that are in front of us are like torture. Oh, gosh. I, I saw she only brought you guys tacos. She didn't bring me any. No, there's tacos. tacos. There's, there's three here. over there's there. There's three over here and three and over here. And there's three over here. And there's oh. Calm down, buddy. I How thought many? we were all getting our own plate. How many do you need? You're on with Josh. Josh! <laughs> What's up? Not much. How you doing, my man? I'm good, man. Uh, just chilling here at home. I got a show uh, uh, locally at the Whiskey in Hollywood and kind of where it all began so uh, we're, we're really stoked it's gonna be a fun night oh that's gotta be pretty cool cause I was like thinking about when you guys first started it was like late 90s and I thought you were a local Seattle band because I think it was the OK Hotel and you guys played like a bunch of shows in succession and I was like and, and then when I found out you guys were based out of LA and I'm like that is so cool that they just like basically like set up shop here in Seattle and just dominated for a handful of dates yeah, you know, we really love Seattle. I mean, it's such a, it's such a, they really embrace us there when we do shows and we love going there. Like when I, I saw, uh, I saw it on the schedule, I was like, I'm so stoked we're going to Seattle, you know, it's like, it's been, it's been a little while. So, um, yeah, we, we, uh, we had a lot of fun back in the day there. We used to go there a lot more than we do now. So it's great to be back. Yeah, this whole successful rock band thing is really interfering with you guys playing here a lot. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, you guys are going to be... Well, it's like, 
You're at Elk Grove. Oh, sorry. Covering the world is like, you know, trying to get to every territory. That's, that's the uh, challenge. I would imagine that has to be when you have, you know, as you grow and become a huge band and you have fans that are obsessive and it's like, they probably take it personally if they see on the tour, you're doing all these dates, but you're not coming to my town, man. That's effed up. And I love it. Like when you do come to their town, like as soon as you're done with the show, they go, so when are you guys coming back? <laughs> right. I, I, I was just here. <laughs> we haven't even left. <laughs> right. We, we haven't even gotten on the bus yet. And here you guys are. Right. <laughs> well, you are coming uh, next Thursday. Uh, it's uh, the 22nd at El Corazon. Tickets are available at etix.com. Plus, oh, we were just jamming out to your new record, Rock and Roll. I, hey, I love the fact that it's called Rock and Roll because I think it truly does encompass what this album is all about. There's a, an energy and, and a fun to the record that, man, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like in the world of rock music we need more of that and and i'm really enjoying all the songs there's, there's obviously a straightforward like just balls to the wall rock songs but like we were just jamming on a song like tight pants and it almost feels like uh did you get hit with the motown bug on that song man <laughs> yeah i went through like a, another major james brown phase uh <laughs> during the writing of this record and you know i was just like studying his performance and his career and how many artists he's influenced over the years and it's just I don't know if there's a single artist that has influenced more people than James Brown. I honestly don't. Um, and so, and then there was all these documentaries out on him, and and uh, so I was like going crazy with this guy. And and yeah, Tight Pants is a direct reflection of that. And God, it's, it, the song is so fun live. Um, I love I love that song, and and it's great. You know, we uh, threw around the title Rock and Roll for a few years because. Um, our first record was in 99, and it seems like every time we were putting out a record, somebody was saying that rock, rock is dead, you yeah. know? So, and here we are, you know, almost two decades later, and, and still having this really quiet rock career, you know, with a lot of longevity. And, and so we're just like, let's call it what it is. We have our own record label now. It's called f Bomb Records. And, and uh, I... I grew up in Orange County, California, and all my records were independent records. I mean, I didn't listen yeah. to that major label rock record until I was like 17. And so, like, to be in Buckcherry now and to, to be doing it the way we're doing it is, like, so cool for me. It's, like, the best time to be in Buckcherry because we, uh, we thrive the best when we're, like, you know, just our own bosses and just calling the shots. And so... The uh, the FEP was like the foundation of the record label, and now we put out a ten song record, which is the you know the record that we always wanted to put out, and I just feel like it's the perfect length, and everybody's really digging it. I like that you say that because I think that there's a lot of bands that maybe kind of almost like draw a line in the sand, like we're not going to embrace the change in this world. And it's, it's, it's definitely, I think the music industry in general, it, it seems very intimidating compared to how, you know, back in the day it was like, let's get signed to a major and that's how you become successful and make all your money. I don't think those days matter anymore. I mean, nobody nowadays cares what label a band is on. They just want the music. They want it. And, and with the internet and the way things are now, it's so much easier, it seems, to get it out there. And I, and I love the fact that here you guys are... I I mean, you, you enjoyed the success of the major label world, but now here you are, okay, we need to reinvent ourselves because the the way people consume music is differently. And I think it, it, it's such a great testament to you and, and your band to be like, yo, we got to we gotta do things a little bit differently and, and we'll reap the rewards that way. And, and, and it sounds like you guys are in, in a, a happy place. The music definitely reflects that. It's I mean, I feel like listening to the album, I feel like I'm in a room with a bunch of guys that are enjoying just jamming out together. 
yeah, like a gang, you know, and, yeah. and that's what we wanted to get across. I mean, uh, and like you're saying, listen, a major label is just a bank. It's a bank to, uh, to fund your small business and your small business is your band. And, you know, it's like we needed the major label when we were a baby band. I, I couldn't imagine being a baby band right now, especially yeah. in rock music, because it is really tough out there, you know. So we're an established brand, so it makes it, it, makes it uh, much easier for us to do what we're doing, like, this way, this approach, you know. But you're right. I mean, there is no controlled marketplace anymore. Everything is out there, so you don't need that major label anymore like you needed it before. But if you are a baby band and you need tour support and you need some money behind you, that is sometimes a good way to go as long as they don't take everything from you. You know, you just have to have a good attorney to look over the contract. Right, I hear you. Uh, um, uh, I wanted to ask about bringing on back. We were watching the video and we were listening to the song just a, a little bit ago. And uh, how much fun was it to do that video where you just get to get in a car and just drive super fast? Man, it was great. We did that. We did that uh, uh, video out in the Lan- Lancaster, California, out in the desert, and it was right around the spot where um, the last scene of the Seven movie was shot, and that's where we did the performance shot. Oh wow! And we didn't we didn't get any permits. We just like rolled out there and did it. Like we just like, okay, I hope there's no like no cops or anything. We're just gonna go. That's awesome. We just went out and shot it, and it was it was a lot of fun doing that video, and and. Um, the funny part is uh, it was pretty sunny that day, and no one, none of us uh, knew how sunburnt we were getting <laughs> until the next day. <laughs> we all like, called each other out, like, dude, are you like as sunburned as I am? <laughs> like, we, we, had, uh, we had a rough time in the next few days. We were like, our faces were peeling and stuff. Oh, no. It was funny. Well, uh, I'm a car guy. I saw you had the classic Camaro and, of course, the Corvette. Are those band members' cars, or where'd those cars come from? Yeah, uh, the uh, actually, the Camaro was the director's car. Oh, uh, nice. I like to say they all are, but the motorcycles were ours. Uh-huh. Nice. But, um, and then Stevie's uh, father-in-law, that was, that was his uh, vet. That's awesome. Was he stressing out when you guys said we want to use it for a music video? (laughs) We said we needed cars, and we just started calling people and got some cars, you know, because uh, we didn't have, you know, we didn't want to do, like, new school cars or anything like that. We wanted, like, some old cars. And, you know, I got rid of all my fast stuff because I was getting in too much trouble. So (laughs) I I love speed, and uh, I race go-karts now. I've been doing that for, like, a few years, and that's, like, my hobby, so... I go fast out on the track, and I don't have like a fast car in the street. That's ins- That's those go karts can be insane. What are like top speeds of the carts you're riding? They go sixty to hundred miles an hour, and you're yeah. like, and you're basically sitting on the pavement. That's crazy. Yeah, your butt's like an inch off the ground. They're like little indie cars, and they're uh, they're amazing. It's like where everybody, you know, all the drivers, you know, professional drivers still. Uh, jumping go kart races all all over the world, and there's tracks yeah. everywhere, and yep. it's amazing. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, do you uh, when you're like on your tour, then do you like kind of scope out different places? Like if you hear like, oh, you know, Washington's got an awesome go kart track, would you be like, hey, let's get there with enough time so I could go enjoy this uh, this track over here? Yeah, I can't even tell you how many. I, I just randomly call up like go kart tracks, like when I have a day off somewhere. And, and then I'll call, like, the go-kart store, and then I'll befriend somebody, and all of a sudden I'll have, like, these karting friends. And I have, like, these karting friends all over the United States and and the world, you know. And so, like, I've been on a track in Brazil, and uh, 
you know, I, I have some uh, a whole carding family up in uh, Toronto area, Canada, and on the East Coast, I have some carding friends, and like, so I'll just hook up with guys, and we'll go down, and, and guys and girls, and just, uh, you know, go have some fun and go race. There are any other like guys in the in the rock world that you you found out that also have the same hobby as you? Like when when they realize like Josh, yo, I'm I'm into that as well. Yeah, there's racers like Rachel Rachel Bolin from uh, uh, Good Row. Good Row. He yeah, he raced cars and then he got in. He started racing uh, Legends cars, um, which are really cool, and they have like these they have like GSXR engines and and they they run a lot of ovals, you know. And he did that for a long time and. And so I'm I'm working on putting on a race on the East Coast for charity in March, and calling it Race Rock and getting like entertainment guys and uh, real uh, professional car drivers out to race for charity. And so that's something I'm working on right now with uh, a guy named Sam Barnett and everybody at GoPro Motorplex in uh, in North Carolina. So that's gonna that's gonna be fun. Oh, that's that's pretty sweet, man. That's that's awesome. Uh, again, uh, we're talking with jo- uh, Josh Todd from Buck Cherry, and that's gonna they're gonna be at the El Corazon on Thursday, next Thursday, October twenty second. Uh, Etix dot com. Josh, I want to share a, a random stupid story that happened in my life that involved your band and your music. Um, it was many many years ago, and I went to go see Motley Crue. They were doing a show at the White River Amphitheater, and a bunch of guys I didn't really know all that well, but I was friends of friends. They're like, "Hey, you should come with us. We got a limo," and I'm like, "Sweet, let's do this." So we're going to take this limo and. I'm not a guy that's ever done cocaine, but the group of them started doing cocaine, and they're like, put on some tunes, and I had a CD of of your first record. I'm like, I know what song will blow their mind, and it's lit up, <laughs> thinking that they've heard the song already. And like, so I put it in, and everyone's like, cool, sweet, they're jamming out, and then one of the guys who's like almost 300 pounds, just this monster of a dude, and he's just like completely out of his mind on coke right now. <laughs> And he like looks at everyone, and goes, "Everybody, shut the f up!" And then everyone's like, "Okay," because you're bigger than all of us. And he goes, "Is this song about cocaine?" <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not kidding you, dude. We had to listen to the song on repeat for the entire ride because he was just like, this is my song, man. This is my jam.' Like he never heard it before, and he was losing his mind. I was like, "Oh man, if I ever get a chance to talk to Josh, I'm gonna let him know I had the weirdest limo ride to a Motley Crue show, all because of Lit Up." Man, I, I love those stories. I can't even tell you how many times during that, when that song was really hitting hard, you know, how many people came up to me, and I won't name names, but that would come up to me and say, dude, I store my bindle in the Buff Cherry CD, and every time you break it out to you lines, we listen to Lit Up. And I'm like, that, I'm like that's, that's awesome, man. You know? As you puff your chest out with pride. <laughs> I wrote the ultimate Coke right. anthem. <laughs> I remember one time I met uh, I met Dave Mustaine, right, and I was like, I had to tell him the story where I used to, one time I was doing acid, right, and I listened to Sweating Bullets like maybe a good 30 minutes over and over in a row, right, while I was baking my balls off on acid, and I said, and I told him the story because I, I was like so excited to meet him because that Sweating Bullets was like a great song for me, and, and he was like, well, I'm glad you're okay, man. Like, and I was like, damn, wow. He's like, I wanted, I wanted him to be like fired up. And right. I was like, oh, and it, you know, that I listened to a song on acid. Like, if somebody said they listened to my record or a song on acid, I'd be like, what was it like? I want, like, tell me about it. That's incredible. You know, like, 
Um, but uh, he wasn't really that uh, oh. interested that. So oh, yeah, that's that a bummer. Kind of yeah, because if you're a songwriter and you know that somebody's tripping out to your music, I'd be like, that is so... <laughs> like, I remember one time, I, and it's my buddy, he has a band called uh, my buddy Brent Omaker, and he has a band, and uh, I took mushrooms, and I was tripping out on mushrooms, and I was listening to his music, and it was like, I texted him, granted, I probably shouldn't have texted him at four in the morning, but I texted him, and I said, hey, Brent, just want to <laughs> let you know, I get your music, I'm on mushrooms right now. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, he calls me, he goes, that was the greatest message I ever received in my entire that, life. That's like the biggest compliment. Right. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. That's fun. what you want. That's what you want, you know? And it's funny, and I go back to your, to your new record, and we were t- jamming out to the song Wood, and I love the fact, I, I was telling these guys, I'm like, this is my one-sentence description of this song, and it's anthemic 70s rocker about a boner. <laughs> I just, right, I mean, I feel like no one could write that song except by Cherry. So right. Like, I'm like, this, this song, you know, you know what's funny about Wood, the, the funny story is that when we did Confessions, it was it was originally going to be the Seven Sins and Four Elements or Five Elements. I forget what it was. Four Elements. Uh-huh. And and Wood was an element, right? And I'm like, what am I going to write about Wood? And so, boom, I wrote, you know, the song about my my uh, my heart on, right? And <laughs> and so we we did this song. We just had about verse chorus, and it just, you know, it was just too. Uh, it just wasn't right for the overall theme of the record. I mean, that that record was very dark and emotional, and you know, right. it was like we, we can't put this song on there. It would just be I mean, people wouldn't get it, and so it just was on the back burner. And then the, you know, cut to here we are writing rock and roll. And I'm like, Keith, we got to dig this song up. We got to make it great. And we added like a another part to it, and. And uh, it came out really good. We, I, I love that song. Oh, the line was the like the, the the flower poking through the hay, man. I was just like, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> such a dope line. That is so awesome. <laughs> That's you know, I could I wanted to like have the, the sexual in the windows in there because I thought that would be like cooler than just actually saying it. You know, which would have been easy. Yeah, and we know like the song uh, "Photograph" by Def Leppard. You know, is about Marilyn Monroe. Is the song "Tight Pants" about anybody specific? Uh, no, it's really about, it's a tribute to, uh, yoga pants. Like, listen, I mean, I can't, I can't even tell you, I can't even tell you how many places in this country, well, in the world, where I just be just out of it, right? Like, on a night schedule, and I'll be, like, in Starbucks, just waking up somewhere, some random Starbucks, and some chick will walk in and, like, these banging hot, see-through yoga pants, Mm -hmm. you know, Going up her ass, and I'd just be like, God damn, thank God for this. Thank God there is this in the world. You know what I mean? Dude, it I. Just I change, it just make your day and just like a brighter day. So that's really what it's about. I, you know? I remember the first time my wife was, we were at the U Village here in Washington, and, and she's like, hey, can we swing by this store called Lululemon? And at the time, I didn't know what the hell it was. And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. And it's just a yoga <laughs> pants store. And I'm like, this is almost as good as a strip club. I got to the point where I was like, I, I wound up buying her like, a hundred and something dollars worth of Lululemon stuff because I felt guilty because all I did during the whole time we were in there is stare at other girls' asses. I'm like, I feel like I owe my wife something for this awesome experience. Uh, it's 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 incredible. They, they are incredible. Great invention. That is it. Oh, man. They need to turn that into the anthem song for Lululemon, man, oh, like yeah. in the commercials. <laughs> Uh, one last thing, another funny, random personal story I, w- I was hoping I could share with you guys. I think you'd get a kick out of it. It was many years ago. I was in a local band in town, and, and we were f- finally starting to get a little bit of steam. We were kind of like a, 
I don't know, a very like indie rock, noisy, catchy rock band. And we had a couple major, well, one main major label that was somewhat interested in us. And it got to the point where we almost got signed. And I'll never forget this. They like bought us some drinks and dinner and all this. And we were like getting to that point where it was like, oh man, I think the, the dream is about to happen. We go back to the stories of, you know, getting signed when you're a new band. I'm like, I can't believe right. this. This is going to happen. And finally the guy came back. He goes, guys, it's not going to happen. He was, it was funny. He was an A&R guy. He used to be in a band called Dada. You know, that, that, that song, Disneyland. Oh, yeah. And uh, he said, and we're like, well, what happened? I thought you, you know, you were making it sound like this was about to happen or we we're getting close to it. He goes, man, I talked to the label guys and they're looking for a band that's more like Buck Cherry. And that was the reason. And I was like, damn you, oh, Buck Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why do I got to love your music? But you cost us a record label deal. What year was that, Steve? <laughs> dude, it had to be like around, like right Sorry around like Sorry 99, 2000. No, dude, it was like, honestly, like it was like that one. I, I enjoy sharing the story because I'm like, that was the closest we ever got to even being paid attention to so it was kind of a, a cool moment and the fact that like you know i was obsessing over your record at that time and then the guy comes back and says you need to be more like buck cherry and i'm like we're not buck cherry man we don't sound like them Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but i just thought it was kind of funny well that's cool because you know us sticking to our guns is really either worked for us or worked against us so you know um the, the funny part about that is when we made 15, no one would sign us in the United States. I mean, no, no one, no major label would sign uh, that record. And our, and our manager is like, I'll just, I'll start a label and put the record out. And we distributed it through Atlantic, and they had an upstreaming clause if they wanted to. And of course, they upstreamed it after it took off. But wow. no one would sign it. We had the record all, all done. That is insane. I love hearing the behind-the-scenes stories because you just assume, like, as a fan, you're just like, oh, yeah, everything must have been hunky-dory for you guys. And, and to hear that, that's, in- that's incredible. Yeah, we did it completely backwards. We got, a, we, got a little, we got a little record deal from Japan, and we used that money and made it. That's why we called it 15 because we recorded it in 15 days. And, um, and then, you know, we did it. We released it in Japan, and then we, we did a small release in the states, and then Crazy Bitch just started taking off virally online, and uh, it was just crazy. And then after that, when that started happening, it was like it just got nuts. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, I could only imagine. I would imagine just stepping foot into a, a, a gentleman's club. You probably heard that song a million times, huh? Uh, I can't even tell you how many like. Record. I would like wake up in the morning and turn on my phone, and I would have like all these <laughs> these uh, random friends calling me from strip clubs like around the world. Like, yeah, they're playing crazy bitch right now. You know, all hammered. And, you know, that's got to be a great happens to this day. That's got to be a great moment, though, right? Like, the, especially the first time. Like, there amazing. I am. I'm in the Listen, strip clubs. You know, who probably wouldn't like that, that though. I bet Dave That's Mustaine wouldn't like it. Right <laughs> I bet Dave Mustaine would be like, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the dream come true right there, you know, because you work your whole life to to write, you know, a hit song. I mean, hit right. songs are hard to come by, and it's like when that happens, it's incredible. Oh man, yeah, dude, it's been such a an honor getting to talk to you and just like hear these stories. And <laughs> I don't want to keep you. I know you got a million things going on. You got you know a tour and all that. And you know, as soon as you come to Seattle, we'll be bugging you, to, wondering when you're coming back to Seattle. <laughs> um, uh, but man, Josh, it's been a, a, a real 
pleasure getting to speak to you, and um, congrats on the awesome new record. Uh, really enjoying it. Uh, I know once we get off the phone with you, I want to play for these guys. There's another song on the record that I feel like you know we we constantly talk about you know trying to pick yourself up whenever you're dealing with a bunch of crap in life and trying to find ways to stay motivated. And I feel like the song called "Wish to Carry On" is man that that song I listened to it multiple times, and I'm like man that. Like that's a song where if you're not feeling all that great about whatever it is in your world, just listen to that song, and I feel like it, it could give you good words of words of wisdom, and also just words to just get you moving and get you going again. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up. Yeah, I mean, when I sat down to write that song, I was going through a lot of personal stuff, and I had to like, I had to kind of get down to like forgiving myself for just you know what I mean. Like I, I never did that. Like I, I was started getting into some work on just myself and I and like I should start I should forgive myself for like a lot of the stuff that has gone on yeah and I I got I got into a lot of that and that's when uh that's when the you know wish came out the whole wish concept and and uh, it turned out to be a really good song it's very melodic and I love that song glad you brought it up not not a lot of people bring that song oh it's a great song man I really dig it a lot thank you Right on, Josh. Well, I'll, I'll let you go, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you over at El Corazon uh, next Thursday, October 22nd, and uh, have a great week, and uh, talk to you soon. It's going to go off. We're looking forward to it. Right on, okay. man. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Well, why don't we just check out a little bit of that song? That was awesome. That was cool. <clears throat> oh, man, that, all that stuff about uh, the, 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 <laughs> ask, the, the the story where he called up <laughs> Dave Mustaine was yeah. great, and, <laughs> and his Dave response like, to, the, okay. to the Coke story was awesome. <laughs> All right, let's check it out. Wish to carry on. It's Buck Cherry. Perspective songs and then a song about his boner. Yeah. yeah. There's something awesome about that. And it's still got a great groove in it, you know? Yeah. I always wonder how these interviews are going to go. You just don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's been around for a while. He's probably done a lot of interviews. Probably at this point, maybe he feels like it's a little bit of a chore to do them. But man, he couldn't have been cooler. Yeah, he sounded like he was having fun. I was like, ah, should I tell him the Coke story? Yes. F yes. it. Got to yes. tell him the Coke story. <laughs> it's funny. Rev had a guess on who the guy I was talking about, and maybe other people might that have been longtime listeners, but it's not that person. That's amazing. I know. I was Somebody who he knows, though. Yeah. So it's kind of funny that you thought of that guy. <laughs> Lame 
Uh, Dave Mustaine, not to take that positively. Yeah. I'm not surprised, though. He seems serious. Yeah. That's awesome, Josh. Maybe you shouldn't be doing acid. Can't imagine why he was kicked out of a jail. <laughs> Kirk Hammond would have found that story to be awesome. Yeah. I never even It's cool to hear it From the perspective Of the guy who wrote it Because I didn't think That it was really a, The song was more about him Trying to forgive himself For the things he's done in life I thought it was just like Kind of picking yourself up When crap is Throwing you a hardball But um, it, it, I mean it, ta- it ties into All the stuff we talked about Last week And uh, got a lot of Great messages And tweets Texts I don't want to like Turn this into like You know Full on Just reading all these Great powerful long stories but you know i mean obviously it, it, that last week's episode mm-hmm. struck a nerve with a lot of people um one of the ones i printed was ben he just shared a pretty heartfelt story about like finding out uh, his dad passed away and and credited us and all the titanic douches even caesar for helping them get through this tough time <laughs> even caesar i love that he says even caesar <laughs> says the positive stuff the hashtag dicks posting porn uh and the tra- the football trash talk and the rest of the facebook stuff i love i love how somebody on the migs cast before he you know quit the group was trying to take a parting shot left the group and yep. everyone's just like yeah, we'll just embrace this and continue on the great tradition of, you know, the Titanic douches. Right. Did you not learn from that lesson that the Titanic douches is, is stems from us? It was a mean shot towards us that we embraced and made it our own. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, man, it, I never understand people who are unhappy with something need to get on a soapbox and tell you they're unhappy with it and then leave. Just... I'm, I get it. Like maybe the page is a little much for somebody. Then you, you could just not be a member of the group, and that's there's yeah. no harm to that. Yeah, and you I can hope still you listen to us. I if hope you, want. you do. Yeah. I mean, and it's not. A, but no, I don't care either way. I know you don't. I'm just kidding. you're stoned. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't think you need to be that guy. It's like I don't go to if I don't have a good meal. I don't go back to that restaurant. Let them know I don't like that restaurant. Storm yeah. out and then go to another restaurant. Yeah. You I think take your money somewhere else. We just deal with that a lot. And maybe take your it's just non-money. A, yeah. It's, <laughs> sometimes you deal with that with people like, I don't like this content of this program, of your show at this moment, so I'm going to listen to, you know, Danny Bonaducci or Brooke Good and Jubal. You, then. Like, Danny Bonaducci. That's fine. Hey, say hi to Sarah. I think she's a sweetheart. I've never met Danny, so I'm not saying that as a diss to Danny, but yeah. I've met Sarah, and she's a super, super nice. She's a wrestling fan. Oh, really? Yeah, she's cool as all hell. Nice. Um, and, you know, Jubal's a friend of mine, so yeah, if you're not going to listen to us, I'm glad you're listening to a friend of mine. Like, I just <laughs> never understand that whole, I'm going to piss on you and then go over somewhere else. Just don't so, listen. Is it supposed? To, yeah, no. It's supposed to make us change everything for one person. Yeah, we're supposed right. to hunt him down and like go to his house and beg for him to come back and listen and Please. be a part of the page. It's like this one texture that absolutely <laughs> hates the end zone with Luke Wilson. Yeah, he I just, know. You, it's not about Luke. It's about football. He hates football. Those damn sports balls. Right, and he constantly. <laughs> But he listens to the whole segment and texts us at oh, 77999 yeah. complaining. So today About he's that like, specific thing that's going on right, right then. Yeah, because I'm just seeing the that text type of too. People. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, so finally I wrote him back and go, we get it. You hate this segment. Sorry. 
Like, I don't know what to tell you at this point. Like, That's you, all you can. Like, like, okay. Like, what do you think? We're going to, like, hit the brakes and kick Luke out of the studio? Because you know what? Everybody else, not everybody, obviously not everyone's going to love everything, but the huge majority of our listeners are really enjoying Luke Wilson on our show because he's fun. Mm-hmm. But people are weird, man. People are strange. There you go. And you're a stranger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my wife does not Hologram? like the, My wife does not like the doors at all. And I've been I on like a, her a little more now. <laughs> I've been on such a doors kick. So. Why are you hating Mr. Mojo Rising top shelf? Because it's crappy music from the what? 60s. Who's oh. it crappy? Because it's all freaking organ and just garbage. Okay, so I hate it. Your taste of music. Oh. Your taste in music I does not match with don't mine. Don't worry, I won't yeah. take up your doors ticket to the concert. That <laughs> will never happen. Known soldier. Oh, Get sober, you loser. Riders <laughs> on the storm. Back to our man. I mean, how can you not like that? <laughs> Riders on the storm is like a nine-minute song too. Yeah. It just goes on, it just on. Well, and there's just like rain in the middle of it. Ugh. Yeah, it's awesome. Just that's yeah. the best part, man. Yeah, that's, you want a song to do acid too? That's, that's the song. <laughs> that's when the drugs kick in. I apologize. It's six minutes forty seconds. Well, that's the radio edit. No, top show. <laughs> Hit the button. Oh, God, shut up. Are we gonna eat these tacos? I'm just kind of looking at them right now. Tacos, you want to take a taco tacos, break? Tacos, tacos. No. There you go. You got six minutes to eat your damn taco. I'm eating a damn taco. I don't care. Eat your taco, man. I'm eating a taco. It's Taco Tuesday. Hell yeah. Tacos on the store. Oh, this is awesome. We're taking a taco break? Sure. I'm in. Oh, cilantro on the store. If you're at home right now, eat your taco. Man, get out your taco, dude. That's right. Uh, Travis, maybe you should lock the doors and... And eat jelly taco. <laughs> oh, this is exciting. This is. This is the perfect weather to listen Riders to. On the <laughs> Rain and tacos. on the storm. There'll be a car accident soon. Mm. Into this house we're born. Nom, nom. Is your taco good, even though you're listening to the doors topping? <laughs> If the only thing like good in my life right now. <laughs> I love that all five of us are eating tacos right now. Oh yeah, it's Delicious. taco time. I wouldn't really classify mine as he eating. I just your house. inhaled it. Yeah, you're already done. Jeez, man. So good. I think you did a great job with these tacos. Yeah. Eat tacos every day. Bobby, you're spilling your taco. You I don't know. Don't get the taco on the board, man. I do what I want. Is that a juicy taco? Is that why it's spilling? It's all over your chin. <laughs> he wouldn't know what a juicy or a dry taco would be. <laughs> Good point. Right. <laughs> That was a good taco. Yeah. That was a great taco break. I'm glad I thought of it. Who wants the last taco? Oh, thank you. I'll take it if no one else is going to. It's I got all one. you, man. All right. Somebody wants to share it. I don't want to share a taco Why with you. Why don't you guys one eat on one side and one on the other I side? I was going to say Lady in the Trampet. I can take a picture of that. <sighs> Come on. <laughs> what is this, like taco chicken at this point? Yes, taco chicken. All right. Got four and a half minutes. It's tacos, fine. tacos, tacos, tacos. All right, here we go. We're about to play. We're, I, these tacos are really good. That's why I'm doing this. We're about to play taco chicken. What, what side do you want? What side with the guacamole on there? Or no? Yeah, I want the green stuff. Okay. Oh, this sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can't believe we're really doing this. 
Whatever, right. man. Hold on. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't get a good shot it. of that, man. Oh, that's so weird. Hey, you guys are on your pants. You guys are missing the organ solo. Well, no, they, I'm not. If they keep eating those tacos that no. way, they'll have their own organ solo. I, <laughs> I lose it, taco chicken. I got close, and then his, his we almost his, kissed. His face hair like what? brushed up against no! my face, and I was out. No! It was just like okay, I backed off. That's awful. Yes, yes. But He's was, got long mustache hair. I'm a good kisser. <laughs> Was it, was it worth it for that taco? That that bite of taco I had, yes. I wasn't going any farther, though. I lose a taco chicken. Come on, Toppy. Hockey's like, this is when the women are taking their pants off. We just hit halfway <laughs> to this Sploosh. miserable, long song. <laughs> yeah, that isn't rain. That's all the ladies in the crowd. <laughs> I'm washing my pants. Yeah, got a little, uh, got a little guac on his uh, pants. A little there. taco sauce on a your little pants. Little taco sauce after doing taco chicken with the rev. <laughs> I will say, I didn't think he was going to take me up on that offer. <laughs> <laughs> the taco's good, man. I wanted another bite. They are good. Where is that place? What's that place called again? I can't remember now. I don't, I don't remember. Know. I got it on my email. Okay. Was <laughs> like, it just me or so the organ player made about five times what freaking Morrison made? on these records. He chimes right. in for a line or two, and then he floats off into the back of the stage. They split it three ways, buddy. Hey, man. You know, that's Why don't a- you just play the organ for a while? It was Jim Morrison's idea to give the whole band credit on all the songs they wrote. Probably because he really didn't do a whole lot. <laughs> right, he yeah. just... He had great... All right, Toppy, cover yours. He had great lyrics and great melodies yes, that Toppy God. 100% agrees with. That was, uh, Toppy hates the doors. Cantina Lena. Ah, yes. Thank you for providing us some awesome tacos for Taco Tuesday During and to celebrate break. tequila and Taco Fest. Get your tickets now at KISW.com. <laughs> Those were good tacos. They were really good. I hope there's some more left over at some point. Cantina Lena, L-E-N-A for those out there. Yes, for those playing at home. All right, why don't we do... um. We got some other emails, but I just want to give God. a quick, <laughs> quick <laughs> shout out to our homie Ty. He wrote a really nice email, just thanking him over. for uh, Ty and uh, he's over you, Ty. Hawaii. Sorry, <laughs> Ty in Hawaii. Yeah, nice. just turned forty on Friday. Caused a lot of reflection in his life. Part of getting older is realizing that the things that used to be important are lo- no longer priority one. I don't worry about having the top game on the charts. I'm more concerned about having a product that people enjoy and can relate to. Now, as a personal trainer. I help people feel better about themselves so they can live fuller lives. It's my happiness. That's a great line about, you know, the older you get, you find different things that are important. Yeah, uh, you, stop, you stop sweating, really, some of, like, the dumb stuff. And you look back, you're like, why was I stressing out about that stuff when I was in my 20s or even my 30s? Yeah. Since I've been a personal trainer for only two years, I encourage my clients to spend an hour every day for themselves to be fit and healthy. Just take that time for yourself and be happy. I don't care what you do. Find your happiness. So whether it be eating tacos with Nick yes. or listening mm-hmm. to The Doors with Top Shelf. Mm. All right. I said those parts, but he also said, did you guys know that you can have multiple accounts on Gmail just by adding a dot? Okay, we get it. And you can vote multiple times for the Minxcast on the Best of Western Washington. Just vote once, guys, and spread the word. Do it legit. <laughs> I don't care how you do it, as long as we win. <laughs> Thank you, Ty. Uh, lots of cool stuff in that. All right, that's all of our emails. Uh, mahalo. Uh, mahalo. Like a man, turn, 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 turn
Toppy, <laughs> since you love the doors, hey, Ziggy, maybe you should make a doors intro. Yeah. Please do that. A six-minute one. Organs. <laughs> all the organs. Just let it go. <laughs> Toppy, don't make a six-minute one, because if you do, I'll play it, yeah. and that's six minutes of an intro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Toppy, what do you want us to do? Let's do the voicemails. All right, I think we have three of them. Yeah. Let's do it. There's this guy at my office who, you know, I'm surprised he still works there because everyone wants to strangle him. He thinks he's some NBA player. Every time he tries to, you know, people crumple up stuff and they shoot it at the trash can like it's a, a basketball or whatever. Well, the thing is, most people actually make it. This guy never <laughs> makes it. And the bad thing about it is, okay, yeah, you're not a great shooter. You can't play basketball. But at least have the decency to get up, go pick it up, and put it in the trash. Stop being lazy. This guy will sit at his desk and let somebody else go pick it up and what? clean it up. Eh, if he's got somebody who will keep doing it, yeah, they that's the problem. It that's up for the problem. Him. They need to they need to tell him. He's like, hey, dummy, go pick that up. Yeah, because hey. if someone else picks it up, he realizes, oh, someone will pick it up for hey, me. Kareem Abdul Jabbar, pick <laughs> that up already. Yeah, or totally. like douse a bunch of like the pa- the rolled up paper balls and I don't know, like super glue or snot or. You know, something else that starts with an S oh. and start lobbing wow. them at them. Number wow. three. Gross. <laughs> HR three. will be called in. Number I mean, three. I think we should go with uh, the first suggestion. That's yeah. Tell him to pick them up himself. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> Let's check out our next voicemail. God, Nick. Hey, Megs. What's up, CB? Um, hope you enjoyed your night at the ballpark. Of course I did. Hope you enjoyed some of your Cake. That was great. Uh, it was disgusting. What? My chef, if you liked it, so he made a plan of action. And the other guy got it, so they deserve more of the credit. So was he hammered? Hey, copy. Hey, you <laughs> Packers did win. I don't think I saw you. Maybe I saw you for a I saw you. You talked to me, oh, dork. Copy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know. Maiden took over dome. April 11th. Yep. It's a Monday. It's on a Monday night, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. <laughs> Tuesday means he'll be in pain. So big pain. thanks to you know, it Jeff, Stevie, and the other guy. Yeah. For the that was a guy. great ice cream cake. Ice cream cake was awesome, man. We showed up to the Mariners game to the terrace level. First thing I see is a giant ice cream cake that says hashtag TD4L. That's so, so awesome. Thank you, Stevie. Even if you're giving the credit to other people, I'm giving the credit to you yeah. and Jeff and the other and guy. And the other guy. I had a big piece, and uh, I, was, I had like two, three bites left, and I had a big piece. So I was like done with it at that point. Just, uh, but I was going to finish it. <laughs> I'm balancing the paper plate on my, my, the palm of my hand. Uh-huh. In comes, because we had plastic forks. I pushed yep. too hard. The fork snaps in half. Yeah. The plate goes flying out of my hand. No. The cake goes Onto the ground, what? and everyone around me saw it. Oh. Felt like an idiot. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, Way to go, Butterfingers. So if you didn't get cake, it's Top Shelf's fault. I ate all but like three bites. Oh, okay then. Never mind. But I, <laughs> I will say, I saw Stevie was the one who cut the cake. Yeah, and he started cutting the pieces, and I'm like, Some oh, nice portions, better not huh? wait too long to get in that line because right. he, he's cutting it for like about six pieces, <laughs> <laughs> and I got a giant piece. It was awesome. 
That's amazing. Yeah, I had a big piece, but then I was talking to so many people, I didn't have a chance to finish it, and I set it down, and I forgot, and I went back, and it was just this milky glob, like puddle in a in a plate, and I'm like, I might as well just drink it. No, really? No, I didn't. Oh gosh, but I did have I did have several bites, and it was awesome. Oh yeah, it was very tasty. It was cookies and cream, so good. Who was it? Yep. Most importantly, really quickly, (laughs) it was ice cream cake. Yes, that's the best cake. I agree. I love ice cream cake. I, I Cold Stone Creamery makes. Awesome really? ice cream cake, mm. and you can tell them the, the flavors to put in there. Ooh. A peanut butter ice cream cake. Let's just say, maybe next birthday. <laughs> Winter <laughs> next? Well, that's a year <laughs> away. Next birthday, it's a year from yeah, the last birthday. The, yeah, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. All right, next voicemail. Steve, Rev, Dobby, Nick. Roll call. Hey, <laughs> gonna try first with Nick's cast. It's gonna be an interactive knock knock joke. When I say knock knock, you guys say who's there. Oh, cool. boy. You ready? Yeah. Knock knock. Who's, who's there? there? It's always important to put the phone really up to that speaker. What the hell's going on? I, I, Someone <laughs> losing. What was he playing? I have no idea. Yeah, dude, that could have been awesome. That was probably great. It was not though. on yeah. the other side of the line, but we didn't hear it. We didn't hear anything. Nick, did you hear anything? No. No. Okay. So we're not just. N- Remember that time I called into the Migs cast? <laughs> that was cool. That was cool. <laughs> All right. We got one more voicemail. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. No, no we only, only said we had three. Yeah. We played three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we Stevie, played the two other and one, and then that one. Wow. Yeah. I thought we played three. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we did play we three. We did play three, and we have what three. What is wrong with you? Yeah, are you okay over there? <laughs> a taco, man. I think there's something in it. No, I think it was the doors got you high. Yeah, man. It was me and Rev making out. Uh-oh. Hey, hey <laughs> we were just eating a taco together. Join us this week on the Migs cast as the Rev and Mono Nick make out. <laughs> I got to put that in the description. Yes. No, come on. Hashtag <laughs> chicken taco. Stop that. <laughs> chicken taco. Oh. <laughs> no, man tacos. Yeah. <laughs> Bearded love. <laughs> Bearded Man love. Tacos. Yeah. Can we not? No, we can. All right, well, uh, here well, we now have... you're all comfortable about it, right? <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to take it back? Because we're dwelling on it, yes. Yeah. Somebody get us another taco. <sighs> he likes to be anonymous. I don't know if I could do that again. No? No. Did you, uh, did you make eye contact? Did you close your eyes? My eyes were closed, and then it was just, it was just that, <laughs> that hairy brushing. You know, it's like that wire brush against my face, and then yeah. getting up into my own mustache and on my lips, his hair just getting there. No. Done. Done, 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 done. Nick, did you keep your eyes open? I did not. Interesting. I don't know what I would do. Actually, yes. I kept my eyes closed because then or open because then it's like way too romantic. Or like, like, yeah. Yeah. You can't change your answer. Yeah, you, you, you can't had start with well, the truth. I had to go and back and lie. think about it. No, I had to go back and think about it because I remember looking up to see if we were getting pictures. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're lying. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, when you think about it, like I think I'd rather my eyes open that way. I know how close we're getting. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and we were getting close. And then yeah. you think, Steve. The taco is so. The taco is really like close together. Yeah. So that, it, like, there's a bite and then you're just almost lip locked. Yeah. Like, if it's a longer thing, it's maybe a small like, taco. Like, may, mm. like, if there's a little bit of a lead in, like, with Lady of the Tramp, there was noodles. So if it was like a fruit, like a banana or. <laughs> next like, week we could get a long noodle. A banana, yeah, great choice. You guys want to have a long noodle <laughs> for the next one? Yeah. I'm just saying that if there was going to be a challenge, you need to have more than just one bite be the entire thing. I hear you. I agree. All right, let's do our next. <laughs> Oh yeah. 
we're male. <laughs> we're all male. The Megs cast emails, douches. <laughs> Nick, you all right? You look like you're sweating. Yeah, just a little. Are you? Are I you think it's getting warm. Well, because you're wearing a knit hat. Yeah, man. and a flannel. And a flannel. <laughs> and like two shirts underneath it. Yeah. And How we you almost feeling, just Rev? kissed. Did, oh, I'm Rev, feeling did you, great. Did you give him a bug or something when you guys know. made out? I don't know. Yeah, I got I mono now. For real. <laughs> for real <laughs> mono, Nick. <laughs> okay. Which one's coming in tomorrow with a cold sore? Oh, no. Hey. If I got a cold sore, I'm not coming in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we both... we both I've gone like 15 years without cold sores. <laughs> It's like tomorrow. Why aren't Nick and, and Rev here? Well, they almost kissed earlier, and apparently they gave each other something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Almost. And now they're sense. at home and just you know figuring it out. <laughs> did you say Come figuring, on, just, or I'm did you use another word? I said figuring, and I'm just getting to the his, jokes before everybody else figuring it out. Yeah, I know. It's like finger it out. What is going on? All right, we, <laughs> if you want to leave us a voicemail or a text, bonding. two five three two not bonding not two bonding. five three two seven one four. <laughs> 787. You can also email us at themigscast at gmail.com. Just two texts. Uh, hey, Migs, wondering if I could sit in on BJ and Migs on Columbus Day. No. Nope. Not sure if you guys are working. Oh, that was yesterday. Yep. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry, dude. You can't. Jacob. Uh, Sorry, Jake. My bad. <laughs> and somebody just farted. I heard it. Well, I haven't smelt it yet. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys heard that? Uh, Jacob, hopefully we can set up a different day for you to sit in. <laughs> I didn't. Um, <laughs> you might smell it in a minute. Email me at steve at ksw.com if you want to do a sit-in. Hey, MigsCast, I just wanted to thank you for the wonderful episode this week. Not talking about chicken taco episode, but last week's episode. Oh, just you wait. I was pretty awesome. Pre- pretty down because of stuff <laughs> on my own life. This episode completely turned that around. Thanks for the feels and the laughs. Keep up the great work from Evan. Yeah. Quick little update about our buddy Shay. Uh, went and hung out with him on Friday night. Played some more video games. Sid came out, too. Actually, on Saturday night we went there. Um, and... He's doing really well. The medication that he took for his liver seems to be working. His cool. spirits are great. And he is actually either today or tomorrow leaving Seattle Children's Hospital. Doesn't mean he's out of the clear. It just means that he's going from inpatient to outpatient so that he could be back home in the Tri-Cities. Wow. And we'll be going in and out of the Spokane Hospital. Obviously, there's still a long road ahead, but this medication helping his kidney me- or his liver means that he could get back to doing some radiation and all the other crap that comes with cancer. Um, and, you know, the positive energy seems to be working, and hopefully it continues to work. And uh, I only hope that in the near future we say some great things about his progress. Um, and also, in the future, I have some ideas of how we can help out, and uh, once I get them all figured out, it might involve a limited edition keychain, a mixed cast keychain that oh, cool. Titanic Douche might be making for us. But I'll, I'll keep that on the back burner. I probably shouldn't even share it that much yet because we haven't confirmed it. But. We're working on something. Fun uh, stuff. But Shay's doing good. Uh, doing a lot better. His birthday's tomorrow, so keep him in your thoughts. Happy birthday, Shay. I have a question. Yes. So you took him the Ted Bear. Yes. How come you didn't take him the scarf? Because he didn't want the scarf. Why wouldn't he want the scarf? It I says never, Ted on it. I never even thought about it. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I just happened to look in your office the other day, and I saw the scarf. And I'm like, well, I know Ted's long gone, but... 
Why is his scarf still here? You know, I guess I kind of wanted to distance him from the movie. Yeah, yeah just so it's just a bear, right? Not Ted from that filthy, had, filthy movie, right? I just, you know, that must have been my rationale. <laughs> but Ted's still there, man. I saw Ted oh. on Saturday. He was hanging out. It was fun. He had nothing to say because I removed his voice box. <laughs> Creepy, <laughs> in a way. Let's do Facebook drama and let's get the hell out. Oh of yeah, here. Facebook drama. <laughs> Debating if I want to go on a float today. Oh, hola. Five times. Spend too much time in here, you may float. I'm raising the. Uh, we have returned once again to listen to Listy Mix as he takes us to a time when. God, this intro is as long as a door song, man. <laughs> I think this was written by Ray Manzarek, actually. They describe of Becky being. So we're getting home before dark. Car. <laughs> Having a weird There's STD. an encore, too. But there's one thing. Organ solo. Always depend Organ on. Organ solo. Is the fact that a Titanic douche will see it and send it so we can read Facebook drama. Oh, yeah. And you can send us a Facebook drama that you find. Just send it to us at themigscast at gmail.com. This is our public service announcement to point out the stupidity that happens on Facebook. And hopefully when you're reading this and you're thinking about putting up something stupid on Facebook, you'll think again. And if not, screenshot all the comments because it does make for some fun entertainment. And we're hoping you don't. All right. Playing the role of Rudy. Mono Nick, you will be Rudy. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. I'll be Andrew. Rev, you'll be Sandra. And Toppy, you'll be Lydia. All right, Nick, take it away. I don't remember last time I was a man. <laughs> Just saying. Well, you're Words probably like by. 11, Shut 12 up. years old. <laughs> Not what I meant. <laughs> you know, ever since this chicken taco thing, you I think the snore. Rev and Nick could say that too. <laughs> yeah. Right? All right. I'm going back to my roots, y'all. I decided to quit my job and chase my dream to be a stand-up comedian and actor. Fuck my old job. My ex-boss can suck it. Is it really smart to quit your job when you have a family and about to turn 40? And is it really a bright idea to bash a former employer on Facebook? And, uh, dude, I've seen your stand-up before. I wouldn't have quit my job if I was you, bro. Hashtag, you're worse than Carrot Top. Oh, my God. Who the hell do you think you are, Andrew? And who made you the police of comedy? Rudy is hilarious, and I'm glad he quit his job. Oh, and Andrew, weren't you featured in the police blotter for slanging rock in a church parking lot? Hashtag, church druggie. Okay, Rudy, let me give you some tough. You sound like an out-of-touch loser going through a midlife crisis. No wonder your wife left you. You made another horrible life decision by quitting your job. Damn, y'all ain't nothing but haters. If you guys were reptiles, you'd be an alligator. Andrew and Lydia, don't get my comedy. That's fine. They probably just have belly aches from eating too many hater tots. <sighs> Maybe their friends are right, man. <laughs> Alligator. Yeah. Like an alligator. Hater tots. Like tater tots. All but right. with, filled with hate. All right, back to being Andrew. Sorry. <laughs> Would that be like a Mexi nugget, though? <laughs> Sorry. 
Wow, that was dreadful. Your comedy sucks even more on Facebook. Your unfunny ways broke up my sister's family. Your pudgy ass should never have quit your job. I can't believe you left my sister and your kids to do stand-up. And you want to be an actor? The only thing you're good at acting like is an unfunny a-hole. Oh my god, Rudy, you are so hilarious. Alligator is so funny. Don't listen to Lydia and Andrew. Lydia's just pissed that she has such awful skin. Have you seen her face craters? She is nothing more than a crater hater. Hashtag crater hater. Oh my God. Sandra, you're about as dumb and numb as Rudy. And almost as fat as him too. Rudy, quit acting like an ass and get your job back. So, uh, this escalated quickly. Let's all calm down. I realize that some of you think I should do a sit-up instead of stand-up. LOL. My comedy will take some time to get good. Rome wasn't built in a day, because if it was, their arms would have been so tired. Okay, peeps. <laughs> Smell you later. Wow. He will have a great career as... An unemployed stand-up <laughs> comic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Christ. All right, why don't we get out of here? <laughs> My goodness. All right, all you Allah-haters <laughs> and you hater-tots. Allah-haters posting porn. Use that proactive on your crater face. Crater hater. Crater hater. Thanks to Josh Todd from Buck Cherry. Yeah. For giving us a good time. <laughs> New albums, rock and roll. Go check them out at El Corazon next week, next Thursday, the 22nd. Etix.com to get those tickets for Top Shelf. Mono Nick, Rev. For Nick, thank you for hanging out with us. Woo! And the donuts. And the donuts. And the tacos. Thank you, Vicky, oh, yeah. for making us some tacos. Yes, thank you, Vicky. Chicken and tacos. The Cantina Lena, and thank you, Nick and Rev, for making out on the and the mix cast. That was weird. You got it. Alright, we'll be back next week. I don't know what we'll be doing, but I bet it'll be awesome. So stay positive <laughs> and suck it. We gotta stay positive. Also, did you guys hear if you add a dot to your Gmail? Okay, I'm just kidding. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.